0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Almost 30 Podcasts.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Lindsay and Krista. March 1st, and this is number 500. 500. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't it's even know. So crazy. I mean, I remember, I remember specifically, we were writing in some marble notebook, you know, our uh-huh. goals for the week or something when we first started. And I remember we had kind of set out a six-month goal and it's like put out 10 episodes or something really? like that. You know, some yeah. some smaller number. Totally. And to think that we've done 500 interviews and solo episodes is actually
0: mind-blowing. I can't really wrap my head around it. It's like one of those things, you know, with Maybe your follower count or, I don't know, just any number. Sometimes you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone's like, they're a billionaire, you're like, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, that would be nice. But yeah. Anyway. Like, what is, you know, how do you even contextualize it? But today on the podcast, so if you're new to the pod, an interesting place to start, but it's actually a really beautiful place to start because Lindsay and I are just going to recap our journey to 500 episodes. We're going to talk about some funny memories, some things we've learned along the way, how the podcast and community has changed us. We're going to talk about some of the common threads that we've seen in really powerful interviews that we've done and really just like take you on a ride, take you on an adventure of Almost 30 Podcast. And for the OGs, this is going to be so much fun. We're so excited that you're here, that we can do this together. You guys have been so important to this process. You are with us every step of the way and we couldn't be more grateful. Yeah. And the beginning Shall we start there? Yes, <laughs> the very beginning.
1: Yeah, I think it I think it serves everyone to to review how we met because I think it was so divine and serendipitous in so many ways, but Chris and I both lived in New York at the same time, never met each other, which it's not surprising because it's yeah, a big city.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whoa, you didn't run into each yeah, other, honestly? Uh, no, we might have been in a Soul Cycle class together. Truly, and, and maybe you were at Bounce at some point yes. when I was
1: when I was working there.
0: I do remember picking up. I remember meeting Justin outside of Bounce a few times.
1: Yes, that was a scene. Um, but we were connected by a mutual friend when I was working at Soul Cycle. I had already moved to LA, and Krista was auditioning and. We were connected because Krista was going to audition again and wanted guidance or support, you know, someone who's done it before to answer any questions. So we were connected and I remember she sent me like, a calendar invite and she, like it, we're gonna FaceTime and it was like this whole appointment thing and I thought it was awesome. <laughs> you didn't know I what you're like, getting into. <laughs> I was like, this is organized and I appreciate it. I was like, I smell a Virgo energy. And yeah, I, I I just remember us like vibing and you know we obviously talked about the audition and Soul Cycle, but I was like, oh, like I can't wait for her to do this, get this, be out in LA and like, we could be friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it was crazy because when I first found SoulCycle in New York City, Lindsay was an instructor at that point. I think you were like in the burbs. Yes. Or maybe in the city, but so we didn't Mm -hmm. know each other through that, but I was at a job and I always wanted to find an outlet. Like I was like, what could I do with my life? I felt really lost, even though I had been pretty successful in the corporate world and not as successful as I could have been, like definitely didn't live up to my potential, but from the outside, it was successful. And I found Soul Cycle and just fell in love. But what was interesting was that I auditioned first in New York. I remember I had a red lip on. I had this like skull tank top on, <laughs> these zebra pants. My hair was fully like Ooh. curled and blown out. Like I yes. looked absurd. And I got on the microphone and was so, so nervous. Like I put on the headset and once I heard my voice, I just could not. It is such a vibe mm-hmm. to hear your voice projected to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And after I didn't get that audition, they emailed me honestly like an hour later. I think I had gotten home and I, there was already a rejection email. And what I did was I started to get vocal lessons in New York. So I would take my Wednesdays um, during lunch. I would go subway uptown, 20 minutes. I would do an hour vocal lesson and then I would come back. Um, and then I would just work late for the time that I had spent. It was like $150 a time, but my vocal lessons was what really helped me be more comfortable on the microphone. So it was so interesting in Kismet to me that i had been so afraid to be on the microphone and then sought to get better and thought it was for soul cycle but it was for being on the microphone with almost 30 and that was like one of the most powerful things was how much i felt like soul cycle was for me how much i manifested it how much i wanted it but the universe god source had a bigger plan for me had a bigger plan for you mm-hmm. than anything we could have ever imagined and it was a beautiful thing that we created with Almost 30, and it was something that we sort of fell into. Mm-hmm. Like, we never really intended for this to be what it is. We didn't intend for it to be a brand, we didn't intend for it to reach a global community, we didn't intend to be so rich and amazing. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but we really didn't intend for it to be what it is. You know, it's we were really one of the first female podcasters doing this six years ago. We now coach so many female podcasters, and we love it so much. But that has given me so much faith in my path Mm -hmm. by doing this. And that's probably one of the biggest things I'm so grateful for is like, I have a faith that's bigger than who I am because of how beautiful our path has been. Although it hasn't been easy, it's been so beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And around the same time, you know, similar to you where you think your path is going to be one thing where you thought it was going to be Soul Cycle. I thought I was going to be an actress. And I thought, you know, just the more auditions I went on, eventually I would get something. Eventually it would hit. And that might've been true on one timeline. But, you know, I think what was so like misaligned for me in that whole process where I was spending more energy trying to be someone that I wasn't in order to be chosen or casted. And it was... It just didn't fit for me. You know, for some people, that's exactly what they're meant to do is be an actress and create art like that. But I realized that that misalignment of trying to be something that I wasn't was really just taking me way far off my path. And so when whenever I started like creative projects with friends, I always found so much joy and levity because... I could create from like my heart rather than trying to create based on what I thought another person wanted. And so when you approached me and you're like, do you think we could start a podcast? We were at Bulletproof Cafe in downtown Santa Monica and we had been having deep conversations and you're like, do you think that we could start a podcast? I was like, to be honest, I don't really know what a podcast is. Like I hadn't really listened. She was a fan of podcasts like Rich Roll and Tim Ferriss. Mm and i was like well i'm always down to try you know try something new and be creative and just scrap like be scrappy about it and like just pull our resources together and see what we can create and so we we did and i had very little knowledge of like audio technical mm-hmm. stuff but i had a little bit so i was like this is what i know let's just try this in our closets cuz i know that has great acoustics and we did it and that's that's really like the true humble beginnings but all that to say like when you have that feeling of frustration when you're in pursuit of something i think it begs you to go a little bit deeper is this a feeling of frustration because it is for you and you must like surrender to parts of the process or is this a feeling of frustration because you're having to abandon yourself in order to make it happen and that was the case for me with acting so it was it was really cool to then start the podcast and be like, ah, we're being ourselves. We're writing our own script. You know, I'm la- allowing myself to grow and evolve in real time in this in this work. And it was just so much more fulfilling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd always loved about podcasting that there wasn't, you know, we're on YouTube now. We do more visual medium now, but I love that there was no visual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my corporate career, then I had um, done a lot of side hustles. Like I had done just a lot along my journey and I tried a lot of different things and one of those was blogging. I was traveling quite a bit because I was working for a company that was based out of London and based out of New York. So I would travel during my times in London to different countries and I wanted to travel blog. I loved travel. My Sag Moon is like, it's very important to me. But I hated the photography. I hated taking pictures. I just, I didn't connect with that Mm -hmm. as my leading foot. I didn't connect with like me leading with the way that I looked. And so I loved that it was like curiosity and question asking. And we could just sit in the closet and be in this moment of of exploration of Mm -hmm, something. And mm -hmm. we could just go wherever we wanted and we could talk about whatever we wanted and we could be whoever we wanted and we could just try all these different things. It was the best. And that's why, you know, podcasting has been so important to me and is such a powerful medium that we love to support other people on. But I'm so glad that we chose this and I can't believe that it became something that we're doing. You mm-hmm. know, I just, it's mm-hmm. so wild.
1: Yeah, and and those those early days, you know, it sounds like amazing to just be like experimenting in our closet and that was like an amazing part, but we were also juggling full-time jobs. We were yeah. juggling, at one point, you had quit your job and we're going full-time with blogging, which you can talk about, but it's it was... It was like that time when we were creating in the closet was such a nice, just such a nice little, I mean, we created it still at this table. It's like a little vortex. Mm-hmm. And we were also very much in process with figuring out like how to support ourselves, just like <laughs> newly to LA mm-hmm. trying to <laughs> like pay rent and all these things. And I think through the very real navigation of that together and being able to, even talk that out on the podcast at times showed me the value of the realness of life and sharing that with other people and and being able to process and then share to hopefully help people to, one, remind themselves, you are not alone. And two, like, this is a process. We didn't just like start almost 31 day and mm-hmm. community showed up and all of that. Like, we really had to work through some times where I didn't know what the next
0: best step was. So I had moved to LA and I was working at a job and I, I knew I wanted a different path and I didn't know what it would be. And so I ended up leaving that job and I was like, you know what, I'll figure it out. I'm going to try blogging full time. I had wasn't making a steady income. And so I had to start nannying and then I was serving and then I was doing these random videos. I can't even, I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> It was so bizarre. It was for this random- No clothes. I don't know. It was I, yeah, like weird. Honestly, I was naked. <laughs> it was like a neighbor that did it. It was very weird. But I found these random odds and ends jobs to do. And we were just working on this as hard as we could. But it's so weird because I don't remember being like, oh, this is going to be my thing. Like, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. What, it, podcasting? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was maybe too far, or too lofty of a goal mm-hmm. for us to have it. But we really- dedicated ourselves to it and to seeing what it would be and to letting it evolve and really just found joy in the process. And I think that's one of the most important things that I've learned from doing this and something that I want to instill on anyone listening is that you have to enjoy the process. Like the process is the point. And when you're doing something, you know, we can look at people that have all these things, you know, have beautiful homes or go on vacations or, you know, have a beautiful relationship or whatever it is. And we don't really, we need to understand that like, in order to get to that point, if you don't enjoy the process, it's not going to be sustainable. And if you don't love yourself along the way, or if you don't find joy in it along the way, it's never, it doesn't, it's not for you. Yes. You know, we fell in love with the process of podcasting, with figuring out the audio and the back end stuff, and then figuring out the partnerships and figuring out how to set up a business and how to pay employees and do all these different things that we've done along the way that I've loved learning about. But without like a true joy and passion of doing what we're doing outside of even people giving us feedback that they loved it or hate it, it was our like why. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think, you know, enjoying the process allows you to be even more creative because you're really out of your head. Mm-hmm. you know, you're so present to wow, okay, I just learned something new rather than thinking about, oh my God, there's so many things I need to learn. I'm so overwhelmed. I can't even start. it's it brings you right to presence. And I think one of the ways in which we've done that is just like infuse humor into things and I think you're so good at just like, you know, we could be doing something kind of challenging and then there's like a a moment of levity of Mm -hmm. humor. And then it's like, oh, right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We're doing what we love. It's Mm -hmm. all good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, because the moment can be, at least for me, like sometimes it could be so like a lot. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm like, how are we going to do this? And then I think, you know, our show, one of the the foundations is that kind of humor that we can bring to some of
0: life's Yeah,
1: most challenging moments,
0: a depth and a humor. Yeah, I think one thing that I've found that's been interesting across 500 episodes is like you listen to the first episode. So I know there's people here that's listened to every single episode from the beginning. It does, there is a part of me, I have to be really honest, that gets a little sad that I do feel like I wish I could go back to that unaware speaking. Like this, you know, the self-censorship is real. I believe we've gotten to a much better place for it, Mm -hmm. but there have been periods in time where we've felt like incredibly censored in what we're saying and how we're expressing it, whether it's something that's personal and it involves our friends, it involves our family, it involves our relationship with self, it involves our team, it involves other players in the space, or it involves an opinion, an expression Mm -hmm. or a feeling that we've had that has been really challenging to feel like at the beginning when we didn't know what we were doing. I just remember listening and we did an episode actually where we listened to our first episode. You can listen to that on Almost 30 if you just type in like first episode, Almost 30. But in that, hearing the difference, and of course we're laughing because we sound ridiculous, but it's like we were so liberated to say whatever we felt or whatever we thought because no one was listening yes. from our perspective. And that's been something I think if I was to say something that has been hard is how censored we have to be at times. Mm -hmm. And I think it's getting better and better. We're feeling more and more liberated, but it's been a challenge and something that I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'll ever feel completely expressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: because I think sometimes the quote, like the main thing that you're doing isn't going to hold all of where you express. Yes. you know, So it might be in written form. It might, you know, it could be, but yeah. I know what you mean. And, and I also think that our audience has been moving through similar themes of just being able to express themselves, whether it's in relationship, at their job, online, whatever it is. And what I will say is that I I do think that our ability to be honest with our feelings around expression, how it feels like we can't say certain things or perhaps it won't be accepted or respected or whatever. I think that piece is like a nice First step because mm-hmm. I don't know if people are talking about that aspect of it, you know, that aspect of like the feeling of feeling misunderstood, mm-hmm. unexpressed, things like that. So not just wanting to get our point across or say the thing. It's like, no, there's actually feeling behind it that's I don't know. It's just a, a little bit deeper, I guess. It also is so reflective in like the times. Mm-hmm. it's like we're in media technically. So it's like thankfully. I feel like podcasting isn't as regulated and censored and all these things, but you know, we're very sensitive to like collective energy. We'll be back in just a moment, but first, we wanna share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. Okay, I need to update you because I have a new product from Osea that I am absolutely loving Osea's Hyaluronic C Serum is just unbelievable. It is making my skin look soft, bouncy, hydrated, especially in these winter months in New York, I need it. So unlike some other hyaluronic serums, Osea's is clinically proven to instantly increase hydration and is anti-aging. It minimizes the appearance of all types of lines like wrinkles and crow's feet, laugh lines. We love those lines, but just minimizing the appearance is always nice. I love incorporating this into my routine. So I normally put on this serum after I use the Ocean Cleanser. It's just a nice combo. Uh, So the quality of the Hyaluronic Sea Serum uh, is top notch. I know that they are only putting ingredients in that are clean, vegan, cruelty-free. So I just know that my skin is going to love it. All ingredients are plant-derived and non-toxic. So a great choice for moms to be, by the way. (sighs) Okay. So if you haven't tried Osea, Please, Now is your time. This is your sign. Find your new skincare favorites at oceamalibu.com and get a special discount from us. That discount is almost 30. The discount code is almost 30 for 10% off your first order at oceamalibu.com, O-S-E-A Malibu.com. And you'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to oceamalibu.com, Use the code almost 30 for 10% off your first purchase. One of my favorite things to do is to peruse interior design Instagrams. Krista and I have been reposting interior design stuff I've noticed lately, and I think it's just us dreaming of our future homes and just designing it in a way that we really, really love. Uh, so, if you're anything like me, you love redecorating a space. And so, when I found redecor, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to tell you guys!" Uh, it's an interior decorating mobile game. So it's Fun to play. Okay. This is a great creative outlet and it lets your imagination run wild. So it's actually helped me to think about designing my future space, future home. Uh, You can experiment with different colors, materials, and textures as you design room after room. Um, I usually play it like after a long day. It's kind of nice to hop on the couch and play this creative game um, and you know instead of freaking scrolling instagram or something and the other day i designed a living room okay it was so fun and i got to choose the couch and the texture of the couch and just kind of situate it was like so satisfying. So it's a home design app and a mobile game in one. So you're going to play, explore designs, find inspiration, and connect with others who share your passion for home decor. The graphics are so realistic and detailed, and you're able to customize every piece of the room. Uh, They even have style guides with tips, tricks, and advice for decorating. It's amazing. Ah, and you can enter your designs and challenges and let players be the judge. So if you want to practice your interior design skills and express your creativity with Redecor, download Redecor for free on the App Store or Google Play Store. That's R-E-D-E-C-O-R. Got that? R-E-D-E-C-O-R on the App Store or on the Google Play Store.
0: Also, there's what I feel today is different than what i feel tomorrow is different than what i feel in mm-hmm. a year and it's always felt kind of weird that there is a library of thoughts opinions and feelings that i've had over the past couple years that maybe don't match who i am today sure and these are not radical things like it's not we're not talking about the heavy hitter collective topics that probably come to mind when i'm expressing this but it's very simple things. Even at the beginning, we were talking about like the best positions for taking a nude. Because <laughs> in the evolution of the show, again, if you've been listening, you know it was more pop culture, relationships, yeah, sex, dating. dating yeah. And then it evolved to health and wellness. And then now it's pretty much spirituality, personal growth. But at the beginning, I would tell stories about my family. I would mm-hmm. say just whatever the fuck I wanted in however the fuck of a way I wanted to do it. And then eventually it's like you hear yourself enough. You're like, ooh, do I want that to be representative of me? Because that's a side of me that's very like Mercury and Aquarius just kind of say whatever I want, you know, whenever I want, knowing that it'll change in the next hour, but then when it's recorded, it's a little bit harder because you're like, oh, that's how I felt that day.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then
0: the next day happened.
1: Yeah. And I think to that point, this is very apparent when we interview bigger guests, but I think just for us too, it's like looking back and be, and realizing how unprocessed we were yes. with some things. It's like, dude, you know, and I have compassion for that part of us and those versions of us. But I think what we've learned over the years is... It's much more powerful and resonant when you've processed and then share. And I think that goes for truly any, anybody in any realm, whether it's private or public. You deserve and we deserve yes. a processing.
0: Yes. Lindsay and I were watching something from someone else in the community that has their own community and they were coming to a situation super unprocessed, super raw, super real which could be appropriate for their situation or space. But I realized in that as a mirror for me, like that we've done that many times in the past. And that is exemplified as us coming to an interview, conversation, solo episode, whatever, on the podcast or public and having a charge to it that points us to shadow or points us to a place where we need to think a little bit more about what we're saying Mm -hmm. or why we're saying it. So an example would be like talking about a family situation where there is a charge, there is an offering for you or I to dig deeper and understand why we're feeling the way we're feeling instead of coming to the show or episode like, you know, this person did this to me or this, you know, kind of in that victim mentality. And I think It's interesting because I think so many people enjoy the unprocessed. Yeah. I do think that that is very attractive for people Mm. because there's a truth in being unprocessed. There's a truth and there's a magnetism at times, but I think it's felt better to come more processed because then the end result and product is more of the goal for folks. Yes. And it feels safer when you're listening to a teacher or leader or speaker when they're more processed. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm listening to someone that's I'm supposed to see as a teacher or leader or speaker or healer that's unprocessed, it feels a little unsafe for me because I'm like, oh, what's Yeah. Why aren't you not seeing the shadow here or or the lesson here? And that's mm-hmm. not
1: to say that like teachers, leaders, healers, people in the space can't have those moments, but I don't know if necessarily it's a Thing to share, yes. publicly in the moment w- before you've processed. Yes. We've learned to have our support
0: team and have yes, our exactly. support team who lives offline, who lives off of our show, and that is our coach, our healer, our therapists, our core group of friends who are mostly healers. Yeah, like, you know, the people that we work with or are friends with are people that are really in- emotionally intelligent people that are really processed. So I think that's been a lesson for us is like not bringing every hot heavy emotion to the show every time and just mm-hmm. working with it offline. And that feels more organic and that feels more true and that feels more respectful of, of us and then the people that we also care about. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it
1: never, you know, if I really stopped and felt what it felt like after those types of like rants or, you know, episodes like that, in the beginning, I don't think it would have felt good in my body, but, but I wasn't really in tune with that. You know, it's yeah. that feeling of just like, wait, what was
0: the intention yeah. of that? Remember the one episode? So we were in Salt Lake. Remember, I, we recorded an episode. We were in Park City, Utah with Milana, Leticia, Yumi. Uh-huh. I think it was us four. Uh huh. And we recorded an episode, us four. And in it, at the beginning, I was bawling because I was so insecure about my body during that time. And I was just so in my, I was so in my feels about being friends with people that are so beautiful. Mm. And it wasn't like, that's not usually my default. Like most people I surround myself with are radiant as souls. And then it radiates however it wants on the outside. But there was something about it that just felt incredibly triggering for me where I felt so down about myself. And we recorded this episode and I was crying in like the first 20 minutes. And we had it as conversation. It was just really r- mm. real and honest. But the audio didn't save. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the audio didn't save. And I was like, oh, I Jesus. I was like, well, that was like a sign. Yes. You know that it's it's just something to sort of have on my own. And what is the intention I'm bringing? And it's not like I'm like crying on the— I was embarrassed to have to start crying, but it's not like I was like, feel bad for me. But we always want to be mindful of our intention and the energy that we're bringing to— situations and conversations. And our goal Mm -hmm. is to more so now be vessels for
1: Mm -hmm. the
0: energy that, you know, the conversation and the light and the energy that we can bring to these conversations. But yeah, that's been crazy. And also, we've also, you know, this podcast has really forced us to have hard conversations with people we love, people we know, Especially at the beginning when we're talking about shit, it's very obvious. Yes, it's very obvious. I mean, Lover, the only episodes my mom has listened to have been ones (laughs) where I've literally been full-on mother wound.
1: (laughs) I know, actually, yes. same, Same. I feel like both of us have had these like family situations where we had, you know, it feels... Yeah. It feels like with what we do, it's like our family wouldn't listen. Oh,
0: I, they they wouldn't though. And they don't. It's like when you know you're going to burn if you touch hot stove, but they're like, don't touch it. I always thought about that. I'm like, you're only listening because you know it's going to be painful. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that sounds cruel, but it's something that we do naturally where I'm yeah. like, oh, I know this is going to be painful, so I'm going to listen. But it's helped us to have more deep, intimate conversations, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I definitely have learned... Um, the hard way about you know, and I think like if I pull out a little bit more, I moved out to L.A. I'm from the East Coast. I moved out to L.A. for seven years, and during that time, like I didn't see my family very often. I was talking to them on the regular, and you know, I consider us to be close. But I think I took for mm, I took for granted like being. Able to see each other on a regular basis, how powerful that can be to keep the, I talked about this the other day, like the system updated within the relationship. Where like when I came back, I feel like my family was like, Who are you? In in the most loving, curious way. They're like, Who are you? And I was like, Whoa, totally. Because I had like built a life out here. I had done so much and so had they. So I'm like, yeah, we actually really deserve kind of this restart to our relationship in a way. Me as me, you as you. But the podcast has been such a catalyst for those conversations because I have shared some things, while not specifics, but specific enough that it would be yeah. invasive or when you're hearing it and you know it's about you, it's a lot to process. It can feel... An, it, just like a violation of privacy. And, you know, I really, I really own that because while it felt good to actually say it out loud and just kind of work through it, it first should have been processed with my Mm -hmm. family. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to hop on the air and just fucking
0: talk about something that's hard. (laughs) That's why people talk behind people's backs. Yeah. Because it's easier. Yes. You're like, could I have a hard conversation? Also, it is interesting, though, because you have a right to your truth. I have a right to my truth. So when we're in our situations, it's like sometimes we're not allowed to express our truth because it's going to hurt other people because we're on a platform. Mm -hmm. And it makes us feel like we don't have a right to feel how we feel. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting paradox. I'm not really sure you know what the answer is. But yeah, I mean, having people call us out or give us feedback has been so interesting. And that's another thing too, you know, being, this has taught me about having your own back. You know, it is so important to have your own back. And we've gotten a lot of feedback over six years. Mm -hmm. I mean, some really heartbreaking things. You know, when you care about what you're doing and you care about the work you put out in the world and you care about your creative expression, it can be really heartbreaking to have people not, align with or not be a fit or, you know, project on you and all of these things. So that's been another lesson is like, how much more can I have my own back Mm -hmm. instead of valuing anyone else's opinions over my own? And I think the past two years, you know, especially 2020 was incredibly potent for that. You know, how much can we have our own backs? How much can we have each other's backs? How much can we be supported and on path by God or source And how can we do as much shadow work as we can to really clear out what could be bringing those lessons into Mm -hmm. our lives Mm -hmm. that are helping us be in deeper relationship with ourselves?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. 2020 was, and I know a lot of you are feeling that too. It was like, yes, it was, it was an initiation Mm -hmm. on so many levels and yeah, really like, We've never had a moment where we're like, I think we're done. Let's just call it quits. And that didn't happen in 2020. But I think it's the closest we've ever come to just being like, man, if we feel on mission and intentional and still, Mm -hmm. there are things that are being misinterpreted and we're being projected on and still these challenging things are coming up like...
0: Mm. Also, you know. we're just like, your ego's like, I wish that people knew. Yes. I mean, yes, our ego yes. was like, if you all knew the whole fucking story of yes, stuff. Yes. Yes. So it's just,
1: again, it is. it was incredibly important for us to come together, Yes, you know, as best friends, as first, as business partners, and just remind each other of the truth mm. of what we are doing. And most importantly, like who we are. A year like 2020 can really shake you from the tree and Mm -hmm. be like, you don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I was like, there were moments where I was like, what the hell? Like, I don't even know how I feel. I don't know what I think. I don't know... Because I was so hyper-stimulated by everyone else's opinions and everyone else's feelings. And that's no shade. It's just like I took it on and I forgot who I was. And so decision-making was hard. Clarity with anything was hard. Speaking was hard. It was just really on so many levels. And yeah, that that was a year of just, yeah shadow unfolding, 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 Mm -hmm. but for a really beautiful purpose because I feel like coming out of that year was-
0: I mean, huge for our relationship. Just like a, yeah, a redefining of like how we support one another and how we're there for one another. And it changed a lot of our business too. I think in 2020, we also, we had our ambassador program and, you know, it was hard to run- so we had ambassadors all over the world, which are so incredible. Like mm-hmm. those ambassadors, like I love them so much. We would have calls, we would do meetups. It was just profound, but it got a little hard because, you know, when your name and likeness and the brand is associated with situations all over the world that we don't really have access to understanding or control over or, you know, Facebook, really insight into yeah. insight into what's mm-hmm. going on. You know, say someone is in a healing and something happens and they're not supported in the right way or... You know, there's just so much that can happen in the depth Mm -hmm. of the work that we do. So it was really hard, but, and then there was the Facebook groups and there's so many different Facebook groups that were created with our ambassador program that we had to end up shutting down just because it was so hard to control and manage the standards that we have for supportive people. So we had to shut down our ambassador program. And I was just thinking about all the different things that we've tried and all Mm -hmm. the different versions of the brand. That we've had, whether it's the merch, you know, our first merch, the baseball hat, yes, that we did for actually, ago. Would love one the tie dye sweatshirts. <laughs> oh my god, those are kind of dope. Yeah, we were Bur- early Bourbon Barbies. Bourbon Barbies. Oh my god, I got like a sick jean jacket. It was sick from them. Yeah, we did our merch. We did our line with Bourbon Barbies. We had our ambassador program. We had a second merch line with Danny from Daisy La. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. I feel
1: like that was it for product. And then we did just different experience. You know, obviously yeah. we did the retreat, we did yes. meetups, we did tour, but it was, it was always just, yes, let's try it. Yes. You know, it was like <laughs> and it was usually a recommendation or a request from the community. And it's like, huh, yeah, let's do it. And some things were successful, quote, successful. Some things were not, but like successful for other reasons. You know, I feel like merch was so much fun to design the intention. Like we were really proud of like how much thought we put into the whole process of keeping it local and organic and all these things. And, you know, respect to anyone who does merch.
0: Holy moly. mackerel.
1: Holy moly! I was like,
0: "Wow, never again, never again." Uh, it was like never the margins. Again. I'm kind of confused. Yeah, I'm like, "Is this why people do fast fashion?" Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah, that was like a path that I'm like, I don't know if this is totally the vibe, but mm-hmm. you kind of get caught up and you want to figure it out, and you know, also too, we've met with every network in the game, every network that you could ever meet with. We've met with. And we always followed our heart, you know, to stay independent and do it on our own and build the business internally and have our partnerships team just rock it out. And I did partnerships for a long time. And then now we have a partnerships director, Bess and Hale. They work for part- on our partnerships. And I'm so proud of us for just, you know, instead of outsourcing anything, really figuring out on our own, doing it, and then eventually hiring amazing women to, to do it in our business for us. And I think we're like a leader in that way too. You know, we oh, could yeah. have taken any of the deals. We could have fall. It felt like felt falling for it. Like it felt like no one really cared, but. Yeah. And you know, there are a lot
1: of just like a side note. There are a lot of podcasts out there that like, I think it's a, it's a perfect opportunity to join a network, you of know. And course. I, we started, and the reason why we said no, I, I love a lot of networks. To yeah, yeah. The reason why we've said no at the times where we were approached and had these meetings was like we had built it from literally nothing, and so to think about giving a percentage that they were requesting to them, we had already been doing all the things that they would do for us on our own. Could we just hire someone? To come and help us, rather than giving so much away. But yeah, it, it's it's flattering and cool, and was definitely helping us to feel legitimate in a lot of ways. And then also learn that we could build what a network is, like you said, internally, and also do it different. You know, because there were there were points of these meetings where Krista and I left feeling like, huh, didn't feel. I right. Like, yeah. It didn't feel it almost felt like, and this is not all, but some were just like looking through us. Yeah. And so they saw our demographic, which, you know, 24 to 35 women, health conscious, all these things, heart center, just and they were like, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. It was definitely a money play in a lot of ways. And I just didn't feel like they saw
0: and felt what we were doing. Period. Completely, you know, and with how much heart and like all the brands that we worked with, you know, we care so much about and do and work with really intentionally. And yeah, I just remember meetings. It's like, I remember one meeting we went to with like some agent. They were like, they had other people in the room with the meeting and they were like, yeah, I would love to, you know, so they each went, took terms speaking about what they would do for us or yes. what they would give us. And this woman goes, you know, I could get you guys the best voiceover deals in the game. And the original person that set up the meeting looked at them and they were like, it's not at all what we're talking about. (laughs) They were literally like, Uh, uh, they don't uh, want voiceover deals. uh, It was just like, they had no idea who the fuck we were or why we were doing it. And that was a funny thing too, is like, You know, you could have one day where you're like, man, we're really crushing it. Like, we're doing good. Like, all this stuff. And then you could go to one of these meetings or you could go to a place and you're just like, we are fucking not shit. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, we went to this award show. We've been to this award show before. Oh, my God. We got nominated for these awards. And we're like, this is fucking (sighs) sick. We got nominated for this award. I
1: think we've been nominated to like four years in a row, which flattered.
0: Flattered. Well, this recently, this year on the website, our names were listed under a different podcast. Yeah. So it was like blank podcast with Kristen Lindsay, not our podcast name. <laughs> so we had to email them. We're like, hey, everyone, you need to make sure that the right, like the wrong names on that one, the one year we were like sitting in the rafters.
1: Oh well, yeah, there's there's an, in, it's a house of cards. Yeah, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. But it's interesting once, and I'm not just talking about this. It's like, I think, we can blanket statement this to like Hollywood yes. that whole industry where award shows only if you're somebody. Yeah. You know, 100%. that's why you're there to put this award show on the map uh-huh. and you're paid to be there and all these things. And for us, I think they know we have like a badass, amazing audience mm-hmm. who are so loyal. <laughs> and then- Literally, we get there, Laura, like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Go to the rafters. I don't even think we had a seat. I did. We remember we were on the red carpet. We had to take like red carpet photos. Oh, my God. We like got ready.
1: It was very very interesting. But it's like a moment like that where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, what we're creating with Almost 30, especially on the business side and thinking about the future of networks and things like that. It's like, yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot that just isn't and it's just for show and no hate. It's just like not what I want to do. You go there and you're like, ooh,
0: not even about how fucking hilarious and stupid we seemed or looked, but it's like, oh, you don't know how much heart we have I know for what we're doing. Mm. And that's the truth of what matters is like the heart that you have for what you're doing. And dude- Oh my god, we also spoke at this event. <laughs> like one of our first speaking events. And they housed us the first night and then the second night they're like, actually, so we did a trade. Yeah. Oh my god, we did a trade and we spoke.
1: Yeah. So Some early early on we were very much like, we'll trade for this, we'll trade for that, which is, you know, great I think to a certain yes, extent, but then 100%. you have to be like, hmm.
0: so like basically What's trade. My worth? So for this, we promoted this sh- event on our podcast in order to attend for free. So at the beginning of the pod for the first year, we did a lot of trades. You give us this for free, we'll promote you on the show. So if anyone, you guys can all do that. But, and for this, we also spoke at it though, which is yeah. so silly. So we weren't even getting paid. We drove yeah, and we promoted it. Drive and then
1: they kicked us out of our room
0: or something. Right? I was unwell. Cause so, we had
1: to s- then sleep on the floor or yes. something. I know first world problems, but y'all, it was not, it was a cabin. It was in a cabin. It was not good. It was not good. And I was like, Oh wow. And also the energy behind it was not good. I was like, wait, we're being kicked out
0: and like treated poorly. Yes. After like, speaking. Really, yeah. So yeah. bizarre. Yeah. You really figure out your worth along the way too. And it's so funny because I think so much of the conversation around women in work and women in entrepreneurship is like get paid, you know, know your worth, blah blah blah. But you know, our experience like we had to expand into our worth. Yes. Like I had to know my own worth before I asked for my worth on the outside. And now it's really easy for us to ask for a certain mm-hmm. amount of money because I feel so confident in what we're doing and who I am and how we show up and mm-hmm. the value we provide, but there was a while where years where we would do so much for free, so much for really cheap. So much of the events that we did in the tour was like out of the goodness of our heart or just like wanting to do it and not like us charging for our worth or anything Mm -hmm. like that. There was so much more of like the heart focus of it. Mm -hmm. But there are times, you know, where it doesn't feel good. Where you're like, oh, I need to be paid. Mm -hmm. But because like our boundaries had been crossed in that point where we had agreed to something and then we did it and we're like, oh, it didn't feel good. Have, have this boundary sort of thing. And then you learn.
1: Also, it's like a really important part of that process was getting in tune with what relationship building looks like. And it's not about strategic relationships, although that can be a part of it. But Krista and I really wanted to build long standing relationships with people, guests, brands, really anyone who we felt, wow. You have a lot of heart in what you're doing too. And even to this day, like if it feels energetically really sound to do a trade with someone, Mm -hmm. that still happens. Mm -hmm. But I think our discernment has gotten so much sharper because we've really been able to tune into like, "Hmm, okay, how does this feel? How does this really feel? Not thinking about like the money gained, the money lost, this, that, that. It's like, how does this feel? And what does this relationship potentially mean You know, to both in the process? I think you've done a really good job when you were doing partnerships and setting the tone with how we build relationships with our partners. It's not mm-hmm. just about us getting paid by our partners mm-hmm. and like doing a 60 second ad spot.
0: Mm-hmm. So I realized that in the corporate world, I remember being at my first job when I was living in Chicago. And I remember just like being there for maybe a year. And I was like, after a meeting with one of my bosses, who was very odd, getting out of the meeting, I'm like, this is high school. I was like, oh, this is politics. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, so in the real world, we're not actually past the high school phase. Mm-hmm. And it's all about who likes you and it's all about being liked and it's all about relationships. So there was that shadow part of it where I was like, wow, this is fucking crazy to me that we're all adults and you have to, it's not about the quality of your work per se. It's really about who likes you. But then there's the other side of it that was like the very human side where you're like, life is all about relationships. Life is all about relationships with your family, with your friends, with yourself, with your community, with your coworkers, And your life will be as joyful as your relationships are. Even that relationship with yourself. And I was like, damn, it's all about relationships. I was in sales, you know, in consulting for a while and sales is all relationships. Mm -hmm. It's all about relationships. So I was like, wow, this is so crazy. So I've always brought that through into everything you're doing, whether it's a business relationship or, you know, a creative relationship, whatever. That energy of that partnership will bring you everything that you need. Those people will support you. They will spend with you. They will stay with you. They will believe you. They will trust you. They will all these things. If you're lo- if you're yourself, you love yourself, and you value you know the relationship and partnership. So I always tell our interns, you know, because we've had interns at almost thirty for three years now. Mm-hmm. We've had amazing interns, amazing interns, Lexi, Marielle, Cat, like just some incredible ones. And I always tell them when we're talking about getting a job in the real world, my first advice is the cool companies that you want to apply to will usually pay you like shit and treat you like shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's always my biggest advice. Because everyone's like, I want to work with X company, which is the cool like fashion Instagram brand. And those companies usually treat you like shit and pay you like shit. You'll see it over time. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, is really it's all about relationships. So it's really important that people like to work with you and enjoy working with you. It doesn't mean to abandon or betray yourself, but it means to find joy and pleasure in your work and your... What you do and who you are, so that people can and you can enjoy the work that you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could not agree more. And you know, just on that team point, it was definitely a need where we were mm-hmm. wanting to bring on people that that just did things better than we could do, that supported us. But also, it felt aligned to bring other people into this mission, and we did so really early on. And I think that was really really helpful in treating the business as a business before it was a business you know bringing people on like chloe you know she was our first intern ever she helped with social media and design and she was a writer of mine at soul cycle in newport and she listened to the show and was such a fan and then you know she became an employee and then started her own business and i think what's really special in what we do, again, it's the relationship building. It's like to do this with others and to have a vision and to execute on a daily basis and be creative and then allow those people to be in their genius. There's really nothing better. And being a manager is very hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a whole job in itself. And we've learned so much, but I'm so glad that we hired people early on and really invested
0: Mm -hmm. in people, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And Tiffany, Tiffany, you know, Tiffany, who was so important. She was our director of operations for probably four years. She was at Sony. And I remember we met at Air One. She was like, I love your podcast. You know, I work at Sony. And I met her and she brought her resume and we were making zero dollars. We were <laughs> idiots, like pure idiots. And she applied. And then eventually we were able to hire her and her seeing us and her seeing the mission and her really just being someone that I deeply trust in business yes. you know, was so instrumental. And now building out our team to people that we really love and respect and our true geniuses in their own right has been so powerful. But being a manager and being a leader of a team is so challenging because it's that part of the processing, you know, where we want to come as processed as we can. We want to be the absolute highest versions of ourselves in every conversation. We want to have grace and patience and compassion and just really be the leaders that we believe we portray ourselves as and really be that integrated self behind closed doors with Mm -hmm. our team. Like my absolute nightmare would be to have someone from our team or someone that worked with us or a partner go and be like, you know what? They aren't who they say they are.
1: Mm-hmm. You think that
0: they're these things, but they're not. Like that is my nightmare. And so it's always so important to me that our team really values and loves working with us and really feels seen and heard and really feel super expressed, whether that's with us or, you know, outside of working with us after our mm-hmm. relationship is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I completely, completely agree. And we have such a a great team. So just shout out to the team. You know, Mm -hmm. we couldn't do what we do without you. And it's been in the last like year or a little over a year, just being able to, for us, almost like lean back just a little bit into more creative visioning, strategy, just kind of being with the spirit of Almost 30 a little bit more rather than in the day-to-day of like the nitty-gritty. The team really takes care of the execution of everything and the management of so much. So it's just, yeah, it's felt incredible.
0: Yeah. There's something I've been thinking about a lot lately because we spent so many years building the business, working full-time jobs. You know, I had a nine to five. I was working these random jobs for a while. You were working full-time at SoulCycle and random jobs. And then I had a full-time job, nine to five. We were on tour. We were doing retreats, all these things. It's actually crazy what we were able to do. But the past couple months, I've been feeling like a sense of like being uninspired. Mm-hmm. But something I've been really working on and, and kind of playing with or exploring is, am I uninspired or am I just not working off of adrenaline? Yeah. And I think when we're pushing ourselves so hard, we're hustling all the time. And there's so many people listening to this that can probably relate to that feeling and experience of running on adrenaline all the time or running on cortisol all the time when you're chasing your dreams. Maybe you have a full-time job. Maybe you have a family. Maybe there's a lot going on in your life. And how much of my inspiration was actually like anxiety or stress or that feeling of I have to get this done And that means if I don't, it means I'm a failure. If I don't, it means I suck. And so it's been interesting to explore now that we have a team that's taking on more and Lindsay and I can sort of step back and be working four hours a day Mm -hmm. instead of nine and be, you know, have more fluidity of our schedule, have more freedom in our schedule how can I bring back that inspiration and that creativity that comes from a natural soul place Mm -hmm. rather than a place of fear, of anxiety, of adrenaline?
1: We'll be back in just a moment. But first, we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. You might've recently seen our self-love guide that we created on Issue. We sent it out to everyone on our newsletter list and it was beautiful. And we made it with Issue, I-S-S-U. So whether you work for yourself or you're part of a team or you get creative and create content, you must check out Issue. Uh, so this is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines, to flip books and brochures and so much more. I'm sure you know, but here's the official PSA. PDFs are updated and Issue makes content better. So Issue works seamlessly with tools that you already use, like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. And basically what they do is repurpose for different platforms. So make it once and distribute it everywhere without reformatting. So if if you have to distribute it to Facebook or Instagram or to a newsletter, what have you, it's ready and optimized for engagement uh, and ready to share So, if you're a creator, marketer, designer, anyone who wants to make content that stands out, try Issue. You could start using it for free. They also offer a premium feature that gives you more customizations, which I recommend. So get started with Issue today for free. Uh, when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use the promo code almost30 because if you get a premium account, you will get 50% off. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code almost 30 at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code almost 30. We invest in a lot of things on a monthly basis. Ever kind of write down everything you invest in, you buy for yourself, for your life. Uh, Why not invest in your mental health, your emotional health with therapy. I started therapy four years ago and it completely changed my life. I will say with confidence, it is the best investment I've ever made for myself. So, I highly recommend BetterHelp because sometimes it can be daunting to find a therapist. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much, much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We have been partners with BetterHelp for a long, time now. Trust them and love them. And Almost 30 listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash almost 30. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash almost 30. Get 10% off your first month. Yeah. When success has been linked to really pushing and grinding for so long, and I say that you know, it's been a different grind with almost 30. It's like, we're just so passionate and dedicated, but it's long hours, lots of travel, all these things. And then when you have the opportunity to have more space, it's like really this, it's like becoming in right relationship with like your own. And I think PETA talks about this a little bit, like your own life force, where it's like, you don't need to feed off of the pressure on instagram the you know all these different things the the five cups of coffee in the morning or you know the full schedule back to back to back like you can actually be fully supported rested resourced as she says and and be gentle and super in flow with creativity mm-hmm. and it feels completely different and the fact that it feels different initially feels wrong. Yeah. It feels like, oh, this doesn't pop like the other one popped. And it's because there's an ease. And there's because it's coming from a different place, you know, and it's really cool when that starts to happen and you can just allow it to be received and feel a different feeling
0: from the people that are receiving it. Yes, I didn't realize how much energy I would have when I'm myself. You know, and being in the corporate world again for so long, I was like, felt like I was two people. I was Mm -hmm. this person at my job, and then I was this person outside of my job. And it's like, when I am myself, and when I'm more of myself, and when I'm able to just be without you know, thinking about what I'm saying or thinking about what I'm doing or I'm able to express in the way that I want or I'm able to create in the way that I want and I'm able to use my gifts. It's like, I have so much more energy. You know, the energy that we spend on being inauthentic or being a fake version of ourselves or protecting ourselves or, you know, always on the defense or always just feeling like we can't really be who we are takes so much energy And when you free up so much of that life force by being yourself and by expressing in the way you want to express and saying what you need to say and, you know, having that creative energy flow through you, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe how much I'm able to get done and how much I'm able to create and do because I'm just in my own energy.
1: If you've been listening for a little bit, I moved and are now across the country from each other. So... It's in moments like these where everything is scrambled up from what it used to be that like, we really lean on this knowing that, okay, we understand our mission, just appreciation for slowness, for space, and how do we now approach this new cadence, this new way of working so that we can retain what is important to us. And also still be incredibly creative and productive. And it's, you know, it's taken a little bit of of experimentation and time. And we're we're still kind of figuring out what works. But, you know, I don't know if we would have been able to do it three years ago. You know, we have so many more resources now. We have so a better understanding of ourselves and one another that when things are kind of flipped like that, we're able to be like, okay, what's important, you know, how do we support each other? How do we support the team and make it work? Because inevitably change is like, is so good for a relationship and for a business. And it can bring about so much more, I think, creative energy when there's change because you're not just falling into autopilot. It's been interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to meet change. It's like you can't resist. Yeah. You have to sort of ride the winds of change, if you will. (laughs) gotta ride the goddamn winds of change. And even, you know, going from tour, you know, we were on tour for two years and then we created the membership and creating the membership has been like a dream of ours to have a space where we could really pour into additional resources and conversations and meditations and workshops. And, you know, just so much goodness has been such a joy and such a beautiful pillar for us. And it took us so long because we really wanted it to be everything, you know, that it is. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and 2020, not being able to tour. Yeah. We... Yeah, dude. Lost a lot of money. Lost
0: lot of- there you go. Want to talk about business? <laughs> we were going to do a festival. We were going to do a festival. We lost the fucking deposit.
1: Put Yeah. Put a lot of money into that a festival and, that and then lost that. And we, you know, we really gained it back in so many other ways with the membership. It's a place where, you know, as as hard as it is sometimes to be like on our computers and on virtual and blah, blah, blah. This is like, this is a really special slice Mm -hmm. of the internet where we felt like we could continue to show up as ourselves. We can have a more intimate connection with our community and be able to bring basically... What you feel and learn on the podcast to a very intimate experience, and just continue to support all of your self study. You know, it's like you can do a lot of this work on your own and then have the touch points of live connection community workshops to just bring it to life and bring it to conversation. And I, yeah, I love it so much. And the fact, again, that this is something that we created and we can constantly let it evolve. We're adding things, we're you know, we're changing things. It's it's a nice place to constantly trust our intuition.
0: Yes. Yeah, now that we have the healing and we're doing movement and stuff, it's been powerful just to channel it in, but and it's been interesting with the community too. It's like the community has grown as much as we can hold it. And I think that's one of the interesting parts about energetics and when we're working with you know, business owners or podcasters in talking about that, it's not something that I've felt like I've been able to conceptualize until we're in it. Mm -hmm. Where the amount of money we make is how much we can hold and how much we have the channels to which we're going to funnel that money. Mm -hmm. And how much we respect and love money is how much we've been able to make. And then our camps, our live events, our community has been as big as like we're able to really take on And, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I want to reach millions. I want to reach thousands. I want to reach all these people. If you are someone that wants to have your voice heard and there is such an energetic work on the back end that you need to do to really check in and, you know, think about like, do I feel safe being seen? Do I feel safe being, being heard? Do I feel like I have something worthwhile to say? Do I feel like I'm able to trust myself in the moment to respond in the best way possible. Do I feel like I can trust myself to be seen by women and Mm -hmm. with women? And our community has healed so much for me that female friendship wound. And that's something that we've talked about quite a bit is the female friendship wound. We've actually did two episodes on it. I think Lindsay and I have talked about our relationship in detail. You can search relationship, the truth about our relationship Mm -hmm. episode. And then we did an episode with Milana and Letitia, two of our best friends, and I was someone that have valued women, but have always been a little scared of women. And I've always been scared to really trust them and feel intimate and feel seen by women. And every single guest says it, every single workshop leader, every single healer, teacher, and leader that ever works with us and that ever has access to our community is like, your community is another level. Mm-hmm. They are like, they are so unique. And so special. They have this very interesting, like, soul signature, very like hearted. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to feel so inspired and uplifted by seeing the power and the beauty and the glory and the compassion of the people, you know, that we get to interact with. It's been so incredible. And I would have never thought that, you know, going into the show, that I'd be able to trust and be seen and love women in like a deep, real, real way. That's not like, we love women. Women rock. Pay women. It's like, no, this is real.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I had a similar experience, just not feeling like I could be myself around women. I could really shine, you know, and both in our community and in our larger group of friends, it's like the emphasis on allowing one another to really shine and really be seen and really at times be messy and really express in a way that feels full has been so, so healing to me. And that's why the membership is special because we do have those moments where like, yeah, we we really meet people where they are. And it's not always going to be this like polished moment. It is incredibly real. And I think that's been really healing for me just from experiences in the past where I felt like I couldn't truly express for fear of being rejected or seen a, a type of way. So yeah, I mean, our community continues to be The best of the best.
0: The best of the best. This is a random memory, but I wanted to bring it up. I was just thinking about, we had a team dinner one night and that night or that day, someone was like, your podcast has been ripped off and put on iTunes. So on iTunes, you can search Almost 30. There's tons of podcasts that have our name, have our likeness. There's tons of podcasts that have our same intro. Mm-hmm. It's wild. People send us stuff all the time. They're like, yo, did you know about this? Whatever. Do not, I actually do not care. But this one was actually our audio and was someone that had taken our podcast audio and had taken really intimate, deep moments of us in conversation and created an entire podcast feed of it. And I remember that day I was like, yo, I'm this is it was the feeling was so gross Mm -hmm. because it's like you're listening to you and your best friend having really intimate moments in public in a snippet on some random feed and you do not know the intention of this person. It almost felt like a robot. Yeah. I
1: I mean, maybe that helps me to- not feel so creeped out, but like it almost felt like they knew, you know, okay, this is a bigger show. Okay, let me rip this. Yes. Just take these random clips and put it on another feed. And
0: it was like, and then I was just, and then we had to like go to it. It was a moment. Where I was like, oh fuck, now I have to go be leaders with our team mm-hmm. after feeling so violated. Yes. You know, and that was like one situation of feeling violated that we could really talk about. But there's so many parts of being a public figure and being someone that is in the public that are so interesting that I don't think people really think about. Like I didn't, or I guess I didn't think about before, mm-hmm. before doing it. Oh yeah.
1: No, this was not like a, okay, so this is what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Are you okay with that? Do yes. you, do you consent to this? Yes. Yeah, no, it definitely was not a part of the, the plan, but I also think too, that it's, it has developed a sense of awareness and, just energy management that I think, you know, we we all could do, you know, because it's like those moments. Yes. They, they deserve attention and focus and it is a lot and could really knock you off. But it's also like, okay, so having that moment, how can we pull our energy back? What is true? And what can Mm -hmm. we really do in this moment? We took swift action had them taken off. as podcast. Swift
0: action is hilarious. Swift action. Yeah, we took... Le- just so you guys know, <laughs> the advice is take swift action. <laughs> what else can you do? I know. I you think know. it was like a full moment of the day. Yeah. But I just was like, wow, this is like so fucking crazy. And then people copying your shit happens too. I know. But it's
1: whatever. It is what it is. It I truly mean, is what it all is. All you can do is like, it's like protect yourself legally. Yeah. You know, all, all the... Copywriting and the trademarking. And then, if you know, there are oh, things yeah. out there that are basically taking the likeness of the brand, whether they meant to or not, mm-hmm. it's like you can take legal action. It's
0: not our preference. I think we took legal action once and we had to end up paying. And, it was and we ridiculous. were ridiculous we were right it was fucking crazy i was like wait what are what are lawyers what's going on <laughs> like there was a brand it was like an international brand and they it's used like a mag- yeah something like that they were like yeah. in order to stop this you should pay them for the domain it, it was weird i was like so i was like business is funny to me <laughs> <laughs> there's so many stories but yeah i think one of the biggest ways that i've changed and kind of summation of mm-hmm. our conversation and of this episodes is I've learned to trust myself more and I've learned to trust God and the universe even more. You know, I think my relationship with source, with universe, with God has been, that rediscovering of that has been so powerful for you, for me, for my life, for my relationship, and whether it's God, universe, or source for you or whatever it is, like whoever you're, you're organizing, the organizing principle of your life that helps you feel like you're here for a reason and that you're here for a purpose, and that everything you do is divinely guided, and that miracles are natural, and that there's magic and there's synchronicity available to you in your life, and that you can create from a place of beauty and from a place of joy. That has been so powerful to feel like I have that relationship and that is available. That's been number one. I,
1: I also feel like Anything that you do, whether it's something like this, where we are creating from our hearts and just on this mission, or you have a job where you don't feel as connected, but you have a very fulfilling life outside of your work. In every realm, there will be the showing up of the inner work to be done. Yeah. So it's... It can exactly. be relentless at times, especially in w- with what we do. We are in that self-development spirituality space and we're best friends working together. We have a business. It is constant, but it brings me a lot of peace to know that that can be a first line of work that I'm going to do in order to improve an experience at work. It's like, Krista and I know that... <laughs> When shadow comes up and we need to go a little Mm -hmm. bit deeper and we're working through something, that it will benefit the business, the team, Mm -hmm. how we can expand into holding more, more people, more whatever. And and so as hard as it can be sometimes for my human to be like, oh my God, another thing I got to work on, my awareness around it now feels like just so rich where I'm like, oh, yeah. There's that thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it will always be there if you are doing something that wants to work with your soul. You know, your soul's mm-hmm. always like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's that next thing that you can work on that we could, you know, get a little closer on. So I've just learned that anytime I'm feeling that like, oh man, another thing to do. It's really good. It's really good. It's like the, the beginnings of that next expansion personally.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think from all of it too, I've just have a much greater sense of peace, you know, than I think I did the first couple years and at the beginning. And I feel so grateful that we've been able to cultivate that and we've let the winds of change, which is. <laughs>
1: So Lindsay's the new song this episode. Yeah,
0: the title of this episode, our new <laughs> slogan. And le- just let the the opportunities and conversations and podcast episodes help us to change and evolve. Yeah. It's like allowing what was presented to us and what we've brought into our life and what we've experienced to change us. Yeah. And I think anyone that's listening who's listened for a while or who's listened before can tell. You know, I think if you've been around, you know how much we've changed and you know how much we've evolved and you know how much evolving we have to do. But I'm really proud of all the learnings and lessons and conversations that really have shaped us and our willingness to allow them to shape us.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. And just the, you know, we've,
1: we've interviewed some really, I mean, so many powerful people. And it's interesting when, you know, we get to have like intimate moments with people that we've perceived to be on this pedestal. Someone like Jay Shetty, who came to our studio by himself, we like spend time before and after, and there was just this humility and this presence that just reminded me how important that is in our process of the high highs and the low lows. Like we can't let that be the definition of who we are as podcasters, as people, as as businesswomen. We are human beings having this experience, and so how can we be so present? that like we can harness the power of this moment rather than attach ourselves to
0: the identity of like what we've created. And mm-hmm. Or uh, Glennon Doyle. Mm-hmm. Abby was like her tech support in her oh, interview yeah. with Glennon Doyle. Glennon was having issues with her computer and Abby came in and was like her tech support.
1: I know. <laughs> it's so human. So human. Truly.
0: Yeah, it's that's an interesting thing just on that as a last piece. We've noticed when you get to the really high level of people that have a lot of exposure and a lot of eyes on them, they really are deeply present the most. There's almost like a middle Mm -hmm. echelon where they're still kind of reaching, where they're less present because they're hungry for something else. They're hungry for the next thing. And there's a power of the presence and like the intentionality of those people that are at a really high level. Yes.
1: You know, there will always be the next thing. And yeah, there could be the next season of your life coming. There can be the next job opportunity, the next goal you want to hit. But the only thing that's real and here for us is right now. And I just want to remind myself of that constantly with what we do because like tour went by so quickly. And I'm like, whoa, we toured the world. How mm-hmm. present was I? Yeah. I think I was present in moments for sure. Yeah. But it's like, oh, we're we're planning the next thing. Yes. Planning the next thing. So I just, you know, I'm I'm more mindful of that than ever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think for the future, you know, of almost 30, what we're looking to do is just continue to up-level our content, continue to have conversations that scare us, Mm -hmm. you know, that might bring a different perspective and idea to our audience. I think in the past year or so, especially, we've realized how important it is to bring different insights and perspectives and to find more compassion for a differing opinion and to bring on people whose opinions we don't always agree with and perspectives we don't always agree with, but to learn from them. And it is our intention to bring the human out and everyone that we interview and to represent a beautiful, engaging, funny, interesting conversation with them during our time together and to educate our audience or enlighten our audience or make our audience feel less alone. So we just want to up our conversations And the energy that we bring to those and sometimes push the boundaries a little bit. Mm -hmm. We've always pushed the boundaries. Years ago, we were talking about things that are in the zeitgeist of conversation right now. And we want to be a leader in that way. And then for our membership, continuing to pour into our membership, continuing to make it a beautiful experience for people to take what they need whenever they need it, whether it's community, whether it's workshops, whether it's healing... And then for our courses and programs for the life edit and for sacredness of being single and for all of the content, the unique content that our energies bring through to have it really reach people in a powerful Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. For Podcast Pro to continue to elevate and support podcasters and launching, growing and monetizing something that we know so well, something that we're so unique to support people on. And then to potentially write a book and potentially create this really unique special program, you know, that we might bring through that will be really, really powerful and really be a culmination of all the teachings and learnings that we've done across the next couple years. But we really hope to just continue to be in service with you and be in relationship to you and have your support and be your friends and guides.
1: Our intention is always to empower you all to Think critically, do what is best for you to take what lands and leave what doesn't. I think that goes without saying, but I, I want to impress that intention now because I think we also have to do that on a daily basis where we're getting a lot of information. We're getting a lot of feedback and in conversation and we're having to discern that as well. And so I hope that the truth is felt and then heated in your own unique way. And I just, I hope too that the the feeling that you get when you listen to an episode of Almost 30 that resonates or when you are in the membership or when you attend a live workshop or a camp Almost 30 or what have you, that you can share that feeling in a way that enhances your life, your relationships... Your dreams because it's possible. You know, you don't necessarily need us in every moment to be able to create that for yourself. But the fact that you've felt it with us, I feel like, is a it's just pointing to, ah, yeah, there can be more of that, you know? And that's my hope for you all and for us as well to just continue to follow that feeling of like, this feels really good. This feels really like our hearts. This feels connected. This feels rooted and also plugged in to source, especially as women, as we continue to trust ourselves and follow that feeling, the world changes Mm. in a big way. Mm.
0: Yeah. So if you've been listening for a long time or maybe you've been listening more recently, you know, maybe you can journal on some of the most impactful teachings from ourselves, from our guests, from Almost 30, and just talk about your process and your evolution across the last couple of years how far you've come, what you've learned, what you're sort of leaving behind. I think it's always a beautiful offering for us to reflect and for us to really get clear about how far we've made it. 500, baby. 500. <laughs> 500th. <laughs> what hundredth. we say? 500. <laughs> <I'm> 500. <laughs> 500, yeah. That's what we, we said we,
1: the other day. We were like, 500. <laughs> I was like, welcome to the show. We just recorded our 500th
0: episode. <laughs> sounded right. And they were like, you should start over. (laughs) (laughs) You should probably start over. We love you guys so, so much. Almost30.com for everything. Almost 30. Instagram is almost30podcast. We're going to be starting a TikTok soon. We're going to be sharing some clips from the show, which we're really excited about. Mm. We want to thank our team for being along this journey with us. We love you so much. We are so grateful for you and your energy and intention. We want to thank every member in the membership. I love you so much much thank you for showing up for your community every partner that we've ever worked with we have Mm -hmm. deep gratitude for you for believing in us and every one of you that's listened to the show over the years who've supported us who's written a review who has rated the show, who went on tour, who went to retreats, who met mm-hmm. us on the street. <laughs> we love you and we're so grateful that you chose to grow with us. Yes, thank you all. It means
1: so much. Thank you to this episode sponsors in particular, Osea, Platika, Issue, and BetterHelp. You can find all of the information, discounts, and more about Almost 30 in our show notes and on almost30.com.
0: We love you. Bye. Bye.